welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your hosts, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Arlt. So glad to be here with my Whole Brain Teaching bestie, Laura. How are you doing today, Laura? I'm doing good, Rhonda. It's a little cloudy here in Missouri, but you know, the I'm doing definitely here. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness is right. Thank goodness is right. Uh, well, let's get on to the podcast because we have Coach B joining us again today on the podcast. And Coach has brought us so much wisdom um, in the first four episodes that he's done in season four of the podcast, he has brought us incredible information on the ultimate whole brain teaching classroom, power rings, the seven skills of the greatest WBT instructors, and the much needed podcast on blurting. I know that was so needed in my classroom. So Coach is back today to talk to us about the top 10 beloved rascal attention getter strategies so this should be a really great podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Coach. I'm delighted to be here, my good, good friends. And let's get down to the nittiest, grittiest. The let's nittiest, see. grittiest is how do you get the attention of our beloved rascals? That's where learning starts. And that's where the problems begin is getting their attention. Laura explain how fundamental this podcast is going to be. You know, Coach, I I can say that about all the podcasts that you've done in season four, but I know this one is just going to be a wealth of information because we have to get those beloved rascals' attention. It's imperative. All right. Uh, Rhonda, let's just start with what we kind of all know, and that is Class, yes, we've got to have variety. So here's some examples which our listeners can copy. Uh, Rhonda, you'll be the student. I'll be the teacher. Bazinga class. Bazinga, yes. Super Kaduper class. Super Kaduper, yes. Yazoo class. Yazoo, yes. Abba Dabba class. Abba Dabba, yes. Jack, Maria, and all their friends, class. Jack, Maria, and all their friends, yes. Ooh, that one almost got me. <laughs> yes. So what we're doing here is we are introducing a nonsense word or anything else that we want before the word class. And the nice thing about the last one is we've got a couple of sweetie pies and one or two beloved rascals. We simply call out their names as part of the class. Yes. 
And what my dear listeners need to do, which is what Rhonda and Laura have already done, is make their own list of custom class yeses. Laura, explain step number one of the top 10. Go. Hey, step number one is class yes. It is the the whole brain teaching attention getter that has changed my classroom. I, I want to say of the all the varieties that you did with Rhonda, I love how you use students' names. Um, it's really, and I'm going to add that to my own list because I do have a list of favorites and that is going to be added to my list. Footnote to the first of the top 10, if you find a class yes that is not getting engagement from a beloved rascal, then change it. There's mm -hmm. an infinite number. All right, let's go on to number two. Now, we can use linguistic variety with class yes, but we can also use, and people aren't aware of this, gesture variety. So, for example, I could hold my hands straight up in the air and say bazinga and then bring them together, folded hands, class. I could hold my hands way out wide and say super kaduper, bring them together and say class. I could roll my arms or I could do the twist or I could do any number of funny visual things and then say class and the kids many of whom especially beloved rascals who like to be silly they will imitate my motions and we have no problem at all with on task silly so laura explained how we can use gestures as a precursor and a reinforcer of novel engagement with our intention getter go ahead yeah so using not only a tone of voice or, or a silly high, low voice, but also using those gestures, a variety of gestures, arms out wide, rolling your hands, you know, uh, I can't, it's hard to describe on here, but I'm doing it, but like just rolling your hands or any type of gesture and then bringing those hands together as uh, you say class. And then that will like, totally engage those beloved rascals because they absolutely love to be silly and you're giving them permission to be silly. Um, you're kind of calling the shots when they can be silly and that is okay. Very good. Now, Rhonda, something that teachers have a problem with in our trainings is changing the pitch of your tone of voice. And I think it's easier to start high and finish finish low. So I could say, Bazinga, class. Or I could say, Yazoo, class. Just by changing the pitch, I have gamified my, my class, yes, and I've engaged some beloved rascals I might not otherwise. Rhonda, using Yazoo class, give me a high Yazoo and a low class, that would be engaging pitch variety. Go ahead. Yazoo. Class. Very good. Uh, super duper class, Rhonda. High, super duper, low class. Go. Super duper class. Very, very good. Now, Laura, rapidly summarize step one, step two, and step three. Good luck. Go. <laughs> okay. 
So step one is using class, yes, and having that variety. Make your own list of what works in your classroom. If it doesn't work, change it up. uh, Step two is going to be not only changing it linguistically, but also using some variety in your gestures as well. And then step three is go high with your voice and go low. So go high with a super duper and low with the class. And kids will mimic that. Now. Rhonda, you're going to have to tell me you're still cool before I even do this, because I should have thought of it 20 years ago. Come on, Rhonda, give me you're still cool. You're still cool, coach. (laughs) Thank you, my dear Rhonda. I'm talking about proximity. By changing proximity to your beloved rascal and making eye contact, walk up close to Wild Jack, Dramatically pause with a big smile on your face, make eye contact, and as if he's the only one in class, which in some senses he is, you're going to say, Bazinga class. So it's you and Wild Jack in this little secret unity. And when you come closer, Laura, when you dramatically pause, when you make eye contact and smile, you've done something that an awful lot of beloved rascals yearn for, and that is have a moment of lovely connection. Rhonda, number five, teach your beloved rascals and a couple of your sweetie pies that when you say their name and show them folded hands, they jump up and do an original class, yes. So if I might say, Jack, and show folded hands, I've taught him outside of class, you jump up and he says, yabba dabba 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 do class. So that is another kind of proximity that makes the beloved rascal a leader. Rhonda, talk about that. Okay, let me see if I've got this. So you teach your beloved rascal and your sweetie pie that when you say their name and fold your hands, they jump up and do the attention getter, correct? That's it. That's an instant leadership and beloved rascals, many of whom yearn for leadership, like to be in the spotlight. Laura, this is obvious, but make your beloved rascals leaders in wrong way, right way responses. You say, Jack, I'm going to say class, uh, and uh, you say yes. I'll say Bazinga class. You say Bazinga, yes. But show me the wrong way. Let's say it's third grade. Show me the kindergarten way to do this. If it's kindergarten, say, show me the baby way to do this. So let the beloved rascal demonstrate wrong way and then demonstrate right way which clarifies for him wrong way and right way, and again, puts the spotlight on him and has a therapeutic effect upon the kid, the class, and the dear teacher. Talk about Laura wrong way, right way. Yeah, I love wrong way, right way. And I was, I I closed my door and did it at my old school 
because it, we weren't supposed to do that, but I did it anyway. And But I do it at my new school and, and my beloved rascals love it because it kind of gives them that attention that they're really craving. But while doing that, you're also showing them, okay, good job. You did it the wrong way. Now let's do it the right way. Let's do it like a fifth grader instead of a third grader. Uh, Rhonda, we've had a lot of success with step number seven. There are even some videos on it. And that is you take a group of kids aside and you do some leadership training and you show them how if you point at one student, Jack jumps up and says class, everyone else says yes. Jack points at someone else who jumps up and says thank you and everyone else says you're welcome. That leadership training around the magic circle moves us in the direction of teaching heaven, which is student-powered classroom. And rascals will love to be leaders and will love to be getting attention in the right way. Rhonda, explain that. Okay, so on step number seven, this group, you gather a group together to do some leadership training. And what this allows is students to kind of take over the classroom. You point to that student, that student starts that magic circle of the attention getter. Then they point to another student that does the thank you, you're welcome. And it just proceeds around that magic circle. Students taking over all of it. Yes. Laura, this is new. Laura, I want you to put a note on your board. You have your agenda there, of course. You put a note on the board with a star on it, and you announce that at this particular time, anyone who is improving the most in their class yes response will get a super improverist point or a starry. So you identify a particular time of day for a particular behavior, which is very helpful for kids who have limited attention spans. Mm -hmm. And one minute before that, you do some practice. And then as soon as the clock is in the right place, you do some class yeses. And when it's over, 30 seconds, 45 seconds later, you follow through and you give a super improver to whoever improved. What do you mean by improved? Improved in speed improved in energy, improved in eye contact, improved in smile size. Tell them in advance, practice a little bit, and then reward them for that specific thing at that specific time. Talk about it, Laura. Okay, so like I've got my agenda, you know, on the board, I've got my schedule. And so putting a star on a specific time and letting students know that this is a time that anyone who is improving the most, who's showing the greatest amount of improvement in class, yes, um, can earn a starry for the class or earn a super improver star for themselves. And, you know, practicing for a minute before and then actually playing the game for 30 to 45 seconds, making sure that I let them know specifically what I'm looking for, whether it be... Um, quick hands folded smile um lots of energy whatever that may be you know making sure that i let those kiddos know yeah i would even i would even have a a sign that says in the game on one side and on the bench on the other and when i flipped the sign from on the bench to in the game it meant that 
right now I'm working on class yes or any other specific thing. Uh, Rhonda, step nine is so obvious, but you need to, on your way to work, practice vocal gesture and pitch variety with your attention getter. There's only about four or five basic strokes in tennis, and guess what? Tennis pros polish those strokes for their entire career. You can polish your attention getter stroke and other parts of the magic circle. You don't have time, I know that, but on the way to work you do, especially after you drop off the kids. Rhonda, explain the importance of practicing something you want to get better at. Go ahead. Yes, practice is important. And while I didn't do it in the car, I can remember when I first started Holbrain teaching, practicing, especially that first day and going through it. I was looking in the mirror, going through it. And I think Nancy's done the same thing. She's talked about that too. But I like your idea about practicing in the car because teachers don't always have that extra time. And that's a perfect time that you could be practicing your attention getter, the pitch, the variety, those gestures even, but be safe when you're driving, but you can practice that and be on your way. And Laura, here's the last one. Okay. At break, at lunch, after school, don't go down the dreary, poor me rabbit hole. Just think about how you did on your attention getters and how you can improve at the next opportunity. That is going to be uplifting. Mm-hmm. Focusing on the beloved rascals you didn't reach mm. is dispiriting. Mm-hmm. Focusing on this one simple but crucial technique. You can't teach a beloved rascal unless you get them on the train. And the attention getter with these 10 strategies gets them on the train. And then as we go through these podcasts, we'll talk about what to do to keep them on the train and not leap off afterwards. <laughs> so, Laura, talk about the reflective time that can improve your game. Go ahead. I think that this is a really important step, that reflection. So, like, during break, so when my kids are in their specials or at lunchtime or even after school, you know, rather than me focusing on what they didn't do, focus on that one specific thing, which I really like that you said that because I feel like as teachers, we get so overwhelmed and we see that a lot on the Facebook pages, like teachers just don't think they can do everything and we're not asking them to do everything. Um, focus on that one thing that coach is talking about, the attention getter. So think about how did I do on my attention getters? What did I do really well? Where can I improve? Just reflect on that one single piece. Uh, I think that like, even like when we're talking about it right now, just I feel my shoulders relax just thinking about, I only have to think about one thing. I don't have to think about everything that encompasses whole brain teaching. And the nice thing about focusing on the attention getter is you get lots of practice during the day and it, gets the lesson started in the right way with people's attention. So I'm going to go quickly through these 10. One, invent some unique ways to preface the word class like Bazinga or Super Kaduper. Two, 
use different kinds of gestures that precede the folded hands when you do the class yes. Three, change your pitch variety, and an easy way might be to do it, to say bazinga high and uh, class low. Work with proximity, get up close to Wild Jack, and sometimes Sweetie Pie so he doesn't feel singled out, and give him the immediate, intense, person-to-person, one-on-one class yes. Teach your kids, and especially your beloved rascals, that when you say their name and show them folded hands, they jump up and do their uh, custom class yeses, practice that outside. Uh, make these kids wrong way, right way responders, lackadaisical versus energetic. Train a small group to lead the magic circle, including a beloved rascal. Put a note on the board identifying one or more times when you're looking for one single thing. All I'm looking for is an improvement in class yes. Practice on the way to work and praise yourself at every break. Mm-hmm. I got to say, ladies, I like I like all the podcasts, but I kind of like this one a special amount because it gets down to the foundation of the foundation and it controls what we can control. We can control how we do class yes and we can perfect it and we can get better at it. And it takes us maybe a few hop skips and jumps closer to teaching heaven. What do you think Rhonda? I I agree, Coach, and I really like how you've broken it down just with the attention getter. So I'm hoping there's going to be future podcasts that we can kind of go through that other um, parts of the the magic circle. But I just can't thank you enough because, you know, I read the Facebook pages and you are so receptive to the problems that teachers are having and you're figuring out solutions for them. And I appreciate that. So. Once again, we thank you for your time and joining us on the podcast. Your love and compassion for the struggles of teachers is so very much appreciated. I mean, you've got such a big heart to keep helping teachers, Coach. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage um, those of you listening to head over to Amazon to order your copy of Coach's latest book, Whole Brain Teaching for Challenging Kids, the second edition. And also check out the Whole Brain Teaching website, www.wholebrainteaching.com for information and videos about Whole Brain Teaching. Don't forget to check out the um, Whole Brain Teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers, and they're all free resources. And also don't forget to check out the um, Facebook pages as well. Definitely. We absolutely appreciate you, Coach. Um, You know, Rhonda and I have been using Whole Brain Teaching for a long time, and we still learn so much from your wisdom. So thank you so much for joining us today. And and thank you to our listeners as well. Remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your teacher friends and your administrators. We couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing this podcast. And until next time, bye-bye.